0: And welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Friday to everyone. Joe should be on his way. I don't know where my phone is, so maybe he's not. But he's, he says he's going to be a little late. Um, he's here in Texas, so um, <laughs> who knows? It, w- it wouldn't be a Conservative Daily Podcast if Joe wasn't just a little late. So uh, I'm going to try and get in touch with him. Mr. Producer, if you can text him and let him know that my phone is somewhere else other than my studio, Um, let him know just so I'm not going to miss anything from him. Okay, awesome. Uh, So lots to go through today. Um, A little bit of housekeeping. Our studio here in Texas is not as equipped as the Denver studio. Um, So when Joe gets here, we're not going to be able to take calls. Um, if we're being completely honest, it's because I only have one set of headphones, <laughs> um, so we're not going to be able to take calls. But until Joe gets here, open lines, 888-441-1121. If you want to call in, happy to have you. And we're going to cover a couple things while we are here before Joe gets here. A couple of clips I want to cover. Um, so have you seen what's been going on in Arizona? This is incredible. Um <laughs> This is incredible the secretary of state is now demanding that i don't know that the machines be destroyed be removed um i don't really know what's going on but so we're going to do a deep dive into that before we do you got to hit that share button if you haven't already joe's here in texas let's celebrate it with a share button let's give us that thumbs up comment on d live let's get the lemons flowing let's let's hand out some lemons to start out the day it's happy friday continue commenting and we're also live on twitch and conservative-daily.com but before we get into this got to mention that this show is brought to you by how to run for office as a christian conservative we tell you every day all the problems going on in this country if you want to fix it you got to run for office and you got to help good people run for office but how do you do it lots of people don't know how to run for office i mean i certainly don't I i have an idea of how to do it but Unless you've ran for office before, you really don't understand it. This course, how to run for office by a Christian uh, as a Christian conservative will teach you how to run for office from a biblical worldview. It's so important to make sure that you don't lose yourself, lose your principles, lose your faith as you run for office. That, this whole process, it, it's very easy to corrupt people, which is why this course is so unique. So go, go to www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD. And if you use promo code CD10, you'll get 10% off of, of your order. Really, it's very important that we all glorify God through government for such a time as this. Again, go to www.runforoffice.training forward slash CD and use promo code CD10 for 10% off. Okay. So let's, uh, real quickly, let's go ahead and, and, uh, uh, so it's a little bit janky. Let me see if I can do this. So there's my screen. Oh, there we go. That works. Uh, let's just move that a bit. Okay. Um, so this is a tweet from secretary Katie Hobbs. She's the secretary of state of (laughs) the secretary of state for Arizona. And this is what she said. She said the equipment was accessed by amateur, uncertified auditors with zero transparency. I support election integrity and therefore cannot can't support the continued usage of these machines. That's funny. So she wants to ditch the voting machines. I can get behind that. I can absolutely get behind that. No, she just wants to replace them with other Dominion machines. I was also, I was also reading, I was reading into a little bit of the contract with that Dominion has with Maricopa County in Arizona, and they have the source code. The source code is held in some kind of, some kind of trust. So Maricopa County has access to the source code. They're supposed to, according to the terms of their contract, have access to everything, everything. But when it comes time for the audit, they claim that they have nothing. I want to read this letter. From Hobbs, let's go ahead and put up, uh, Mr. Producer, image number one. Hobbs sent to uh, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, dear Supervisors, I am writing to express my concerns about Maricopa County's election equipment that was turned over to Senate President Karen Fan and Senator Senator Warren Peterson and their agent Cyber Ninjas, pursuant to the January twelfth, twenty twenty one subpoena. I understand Cyber Ninjas has begun returning the equipment to the county. I have grave concerns regarding the security and integrity of these machines, given that the chain of custody, a critical security tenant, has been compromised. And election officials do not know what was done to the machines while under Cyber Ninjas' control. Indeed, such a loss of custody constitutes a cyber incident to critical infrastructure. An event that could jeopardize the confidentiality, integrity, or availability of digital information or information systems. Therefore, my office consulted with the election technology and security experts, including at the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Joe will have a field day about this. Regarding the appropriate next steps, and each unanimously, let's go to image number two. It, it Put up image number two, it keeps going that once election officials lose custody and control over voting systems and components, those devices should not be reused in future elections. Rather, decommissioning and replacing those devices is the safest option as no methods exist to adequately ensure those machines are safe to use in for future elections. As such, my office is urging the county not to redeploy any of the subpoenaed machines that it turned over to Senate in any future election. Instead, the county should acquire new machines to ensure secure and accurate elections in Maricopa County going forward. Pretty incredible stuff. So I bring this up and we can take it down. You you can find this all online. Basically, basically they're claiming what we have claimed, that it is possible to access the machines and to manipulate them. And that doing so makes them untrustworthy. They refuse to even entertain the possibility that this could be done remotely, that this could be done maliciously by hackers. But when it comes to the audit, they're actually trying to claim that the audit itself is akin to a hack. It's incredible. I mean, it's like that, that video of the 10-year-old from, from Florida. He's like, I asked my mom if there's a word for it, and she said there is. It's called hypocrisy. That's what this is. It's hypocrisy. It, it, it's the, we're, we have legitimate concerns that the election machines are not secure, that they can be accessed remotely. They can even be accessed in person just by removing a couple panels and, and plugging in a couple machines right there while you're voting. And we worry that that could manipulate We know it's possible to do that. Antrim County, we found that out in Antrim County before that judge shut down that audit, that it is possible to manipulate the machines, that they have Wi-Fi dongles, that it's possible to to access them remotely. They say it's not possible. They say it's not possible to do. But the audit audit itself, that's what they find the most dangerous. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this. 888-441-1121. Is the number so? There's been lots going back and forth about um, whether or not the information was deleted or not. I don't know if you saw this. There were media, there were media outlets that were claiming that the auditors had rolled back, had rolled back the claim that the databases had been deleted. Well, that rollback was never never happened. What the auditor said is that it was deleted and they recovered it. It was gone and they were able to recover it. The media reported that as it, it was never gone. They just couldn't find it. See how dishonest they are? I'll see if I can find that that uh, article during this cut, but I want to play this. This is from um, Steve Bannon's War Room talking about what's actually going on in Arizona, including the fact that senators are now receiving white powder in the mail to try and intimidate, intimidate them away from doing the audit. Again, this is supposed to be the most secure election in American history. Joe is experienced getting mysterious powder in the mail. If you truly believe this is the most secure election in American history, you should let the audit conclude. But instead, you have people committing acts of terrorism to try and intimidate elected officials in Arizona into backing down. So we're going to watch this clip from Bannon's Newsroom. They talk about that. They also talk about the fact that the the information was deleted, but it was recovered. A big difference from the media's claim that it was never deleted. Let's jump ahead. We're going to jump way ahead, Miss Brewster. We're going to play cut number four.
2: Mark, what 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 is going on with Karen Fan out in Arizona? Is, is her life being threatened? Is she getting threats? What's going on with all these lovely liberals and nice progressives? And they want to you know give a group hug. Is is Karen Fan? Uh, it, it got. A, we have a problem with the personal security of Karen Fan.
1: I don't think we have a problem with personal security. The fact that it was caught in the mailroom, room, apparently. Uh, there was a package that was sent in with some powder. Uh, of course, the operational security detail, they're not going to release what the status of that is, um, whether or not she's got increased protection. But we've already got a pretty ro- uh, robust uh, per- dignitary protection uh, detail uh, at both the House and the Senate.
2: Okay, last thing, there's a lot of questions about this database, uh, was this incompetence by the, uh, by the uh, team that's working out there in the audit? We know from Sonny Borelli gave a great uh, interview at Gateway Pundit on Monday, the 24th. The grind starts again, the ballots come back out, the graduations are over. But can you just put to bed uh, all these questions about what actually happened with the database? Can you let our audience know exactly where we stand with the database and what's being worked on today? I'd be
1: happy to, Steve. So this is why the, the everybody calls CNN and MSDNC and, and AP fake news purveyors. Uh, this is a quoted statement from Don or Ben Cotton, who's got 25 years of testifying professionally on data management, on data security. And they're, they're doing everything they can to impugn this man. But his, this is what he responded to their misrepresentation of what he said in the hearing. Quote, My testimony on May 19th, before the Arizona Senate is being taken out of context by some media outlets to confirm the database directory on the EMS primary server was deleted, containing the voting databases. I was able to recover the deleted databases through forensic data recovery processes. So this is a guy, like I say, who's an expert in this. And Katie Hobbs and the the whole MSNBC crew wants to try and undercut his credibility. So once again, if you don't like the message, you try and take out the messenger.
2: I just want to make sure everybody understands this. He's saying it was deleted by forensic, uh, uh, you know, applications. There will pull it back. Katie Hobbs, you're going to see this all night long on MSNBC and CNN. She's waiting now. Mark, we've got about a minute left. She waiting in with a letter today saying, hey, you've got to throw out these machines now because they've been, they've been, uh, uh, they're open to malware because the audit team has basically put their hands on them, correct?
1: That's what she's asserting. Uh, but we've got every interest in returning those machines in the exact same condition that they were sent to the audit team. I think the Senate's doing a really good job of managing this. And and for for her to allege that they would do something unprofessional like that is, is exactly what I've come to expect from this, this uh, so-called Secretary of State. But at the end of the day, I think that uh, they are professional enough to see to it that that equipment is being returned in the same condition. She wants to make this an issue. And what she's doing, I think inadvertently, is, is making the statement that maybe this yeah. wasn't the safest and most secure election. But, because if it could be hacked here, yeah. where else could yeah. it be
2: hacked? Let let me, let me Let me say something. You guys have inspired the team out there has inspired the nation. You got Vernon Jones in Georgia throwing down saying, we got to do a full forensic audit like they're doing in Arizona in Georgia. You got Doug Wardlow, we're going to get to Mars, written a brilliant piece in American greatness saying, hey, this is raising the stakes out here, what Maricopa County is trying to do to the Senate. The whole nation and quite frankly, the world is focused on Arizona because of patriots like you, so don't give up. Uh, we'll get your, uh, we'll get no, That's it. so
0: lots to unpack there. And I, I was able to get it during that clip. This is how NBC News reported it. They reported it as <laughs> Arizona GOP's election auditors backtrack on deleted database claim. Auditors working on behalf of state Senate Republicans admitted Tuesday that data it had accused Maricopa County of deleting had been found. That is not what happened. According to that state representative from Arizona, the data was deleted. The fact that it was recovered doesn't change the fact. I mean, they're, they're really trying to spin this and to change wording to make it the best possible story against the audit. And you have to always ask yourself if they are so adamant about shutting down the audit, what are they afraid of? Right. They had to just move all of the audit equipment out of the venue securely. They locked it all up. There are going to be some graduations because school years are ending at that at that uh, arena, and then they'll move back in and finish the audit. Why won't they let them finish the audit? What are they afraid of? What are they afraid the auditors will find? More specifically, why are they so eager to destroy the machines as soon as they get them back? And that, that's another thing here. And and when you when you look at the actual language in Katie Hobbs's letter to Maricopa County ordering them to no longer use any of the machines that were you that were basically studied during the audit. You see how there is a good old boys club when it comes to election handling. There are certain auditors that are approved to investigate things. There are certain companies that are approved and I get it. It's 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 infrastructure is important to have certain um, certain impediments in place to stop really unqualified actors from gaining access to these machines but when you see that the auditors aren't really interested in auditing i mean look at what happened in michigan they called it an audit but it really wasn't it wasn't an audit at all it was a recount they called it an audit and and the actual um the actual certified groups that were helping do it they say oh yes yeah, it's an audit well it's not we know it's not an audit a forensic audit looks at the ballot looks at the ink looks at the paper creases right looks at the signatures verifies that the signatures are real verifies that the people actually did vote right? An audit is a very is very different than anything we've ever been told was an audit in the past. So there's a set number of groups that, that the establishment is fine with looking into election machines. And notice that they never are the ones that find the stuff. They always do a cursory examination. They never really dive deep. And they say, yep, good to go. It's when these outsiders come in and say, wait a minute, you didn't look at this. You didn't look at that. And then they realize oh wow no someone got into this and actually hacked the machine and and then deleted the logs. someone deleted the databases that's why they're so terrified because these organizations these companies are designed to maintain the status quo and by that i mean to maintain the current power balance republicans are more than happy to be out of government democrats desperately want to be in government they're perfectly happy to maintain that power balance that status quo even if it means allowing fraud to be perpetrated on the american people so, yeah, they're pissed. They're pissed that outsiders are coming in and ruining their good time. We got more news. This news from Georgia. Let me make sure it's ready to go. Um, we got news from Georgia. Let me put up my screen. Georgia judge will allow further scans of mail-in ballot inspection in Fulton County. Ground zero of election fraud. Case could flip presidential certification. Well, now it's not going to flip the certification. As, as we've said on the show in the past, you can't unskin a cat. Joe Biden has been uh, has been inaugurated. He's been sworn in. Now you could possibly have criminal cases. You could have enough public sentiment change shift to force him to resign. But you can't undo a um, an inauguration. You could re- you could impeach him, right? Or you could force him to resign. But he's in office. He's in office now. I mean, all this stuff. This is why we were beating those drums so loudly. All this hat was needed to come out before the inauguration, which just shows that the calendar is not designed to allow you to uncover fraud. It's not even designed to allow you to look for fraud. Just look at Arizona. Look how long it took them to finally get that audit of how much they had to, how much BS they had to put up with, how much, how many court battles they had to have. Right. And, and even now it went late. They said it was going to be done already, but it went late because they were finding things. So they had to move out of the venue to let another renter take control of the venue, and now they're going to move back in and finish it. I don't think this, I don't think it would have been possible, even if you started all of this on the day after the election, I don't think it would have been possible to get this all done before the certification deadline. I don't think it would have been possible, which that's frightening, because they say, well, there's, first they said there's no evidence of fraud, and then they said there's no evidence of fraud, enough fraud to change election results. Well, that, that's, that's, that's a fine opinion to have. But if the calendar is specifically designed to make it impossible to even look so that you, you can just run out the clock and and certify fraud, there's a, there's a real problem with that. I mean, we should probably look at changing back to the old system, the old system, which is what that uh, I mean, I don't want this isn't a QAnon thing, the old system where presidents were inaugurated in March. That's the way it used to be run. And yeah, that would give plenty of time to let people look through things no inaugurating someone on january 20th it's just not enough time and, and the certification deadlines earlier there's not enough time there just isn't and i would like I, I say this to joe all the time i would like nothing more than to be able to trust the election outcomes in this country the american people deserve to have that trust i mean when you hear when you hear the read the founders writing they say that that the united states government derives its power from the consent of the governed that's you and me right it's our consent now Now, there's different types of consent, right? Just because you don't agree with an administration doesn't mean you get to remove your consent. Just because, I mean, kids don't get to just remove their consent. Um, There's different types of consent. And you read Locke, you read Hobbes, you you start learning about ideas like tacit consent. But part of that consent of the governed is the idea that the governed not only consent to you ruling over them, but believe that you are a legitimate uh, office holder legitimacy is built into that concept of consent of the government if the people lose faith in the entire election system you have lost their consent and you have lost your power and the government must be abolished uh, straight from the declaration of independence right so i want to have faith in the system i want to have faith like i used to have faith in it but that faith has been completely shaken and until we start seeing real audits real forensic audits That faith faith isn't going to come back. The Democrats, Republicans are basically saying, sit down, shut up. You're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. And they're expecting all of us to just do what they say. Like, oh, you know what? Yeah, due to no reason other than the passage of time, I've changed my mind. It doesn't work like that. We're we're smarter than that. And that's the other part of this. They, They claim that we're stupid, that we're conspiracy theorists. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm far from it. i I like to research everything i like to read up on it and make sure that i am as educated as possible before i start talking about a subject and to suggest that that we all are just making things up or just inventing things out of whole cloth it's it's shameful it's shameful but that's politics i guess that's the game of politics want to know what you want what you have to say about this 888-441-1121 joe should be coming soon but until we do, once Joe gets here, we won't be able to do any video. So I, I want to play this. We, we talked about this. Well, we'll talk about more election fraud when he gets here. I want to we mentioned I mentioned on the show that there were reports that the Israelis had warned the Palestinians that they were going to be bombing a building to give the Palestinians time to get everyone out. There has been a a phone call, a recording of a phone call that has been translated, and there's transcripts on on the screen that you'll be able to watch. They now have released it, and it's worse than the news reports the news leaks had even suggested. The Israelis called the Palestinians, warned them, and the Palestinian official on the other side of the line actually started talking about the people of Palestine being ready to die, started talking about, well, children, if they have to die, they'll die really disgusting stuff. I want to play this for you in its entirety. It is in Arabic, but they do have translations at the bottom. And um, at at the end, I uh, I apologize for the audio listeners of the podcast, but uh, it's basically to that effect. Israel calling saying, hey, get everyone out. The Palestinians say that's not enough time. Israel says you have to at least try. And then the Palestinians basically say, well, you know what? If they have to die, they'll die. They're martyrs. So let's go ahead and play this. This is cut number one.
3: يا حبيبي أنا بقدرش أطلع كل الناس هدول من ال أنا بدي أقلش ساعتين عقبال ما كلهم يطلعوا يا يا أخو يا اخوي لو ما لو ما بدك أنا بتوخ أنت توخ كل التخاطر تتوخ اللي بدك يسويه اللي بت بتنزل الأرض تتلقى لا اخوي أخو أخو, أخو... لازم الواحد لازم يعمل كل شيء منشان ما تموت إحنا بدنا إذا أنا إن إنك إنك مسؤولية إنك مسؤولية على الأشخاص كل الأطفال لازم يموتوا
0: incredible incredible if the the kids if the kids are just going to die if it's their time to die it's their time to die (laughs) this is how we reveal your cruelty so the media ran with it they let the bombs hit the building without warning people that to get out because they wanted civilian casualties, and the media picked it right up and ran with the idea that Israel was indiscriminately bombing civilian centers. I mean, this is the same media that was operating in the same building as Hamas, and then pretended like they didn't know. So it, it's not all that surprising that they would try to cover for Hamas, but this is a whole other level. There's a difference between saying, I didn't know that Hamas was launching rockets from my building, the difference between that and just ignoring the fact that Hamas and the Palestinian Authority is just welcoming the death of innocent children, all to push their political narrative. It's, uh, it's gross. You see, Joe Biden tried to take credit for the ceasefire that, that went to effect today. And uh, truth be told, it was actually, it was, <laughs> it was the Egyptians. So it wasn't even Joe Biden. It wasn't Joe Biden at all. He tried to take credit for it. But it was the Egyptians who did it. Stunning stuff. So we uh, we're, we're waiting on Joe. I'm trying to I'm trying to see what's his ETA. He's he's I think he's still out and about. Um, so it might be a little bit later. So let, let let's keep talking. Let's keep playing clips. Um, so you saw that Nancy Pelosi is requiring that everyone wear a mask. She is ignoring the CDC guidance. She is ignoring the science and maintaining a mask mandate in the halls of Congress. And she is finding people, she's finding people who ignore that guidance. I'll go ahead and put up my screen. This is the latest. House member fined for ignoring ma- mask policy on the floor. Pelosi wants to fine the sites. <laughs> GOP representative Marionette Miller-Meeks and Ralph North- Norman slam Pelosi's mask mandate on House floor. So, okay. Let's hear from Pelosi and and hear why she's so adamant about everyone wearing masks. Let's listen to cut number two.
4: What is this, the honor system? The honor system as to whether somebody has been vaccinated? Do you want them breathing in your face on the strength of their honor? So let's just see. Um, Let's just see. I mean, again, we have this is about science and governance. And science and governance, we have a responsibility to make sure of that the House of the Representatives chamber is not a petri dish for the uh, because of the selfishness of some not to be vaccinated, or to insist or to wear a mask. Uh, to- it, because it requires us to wear a mask. I mean, we could come to a place where we say, if you don't want to wear a, ma- a mask and you don't want to, if you're not vaccinated, don't even come to the floor. We have facilities up above in the in the gallery where people can come to vote. We don't want to deter anybody's ability to um, exercise their constitutional duties. We have that responsibility as well. So we're trying to balance everybody being able to exercise their his or her constitutional duties as well as protect the secure the staff the staff uh, and the other members now as uh, I know a lot of things as Speaker of the House I know a lot of things and I know a lot about people's predispositions and the rest because they share them with me and I have to make judgments based on what the vulnerability are of our members as well. But it's not a, shall we say, subjective decision. The uh, 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 attending physician has said, until everybody's vaccinated, we wear masks.
0: So the attending physician is now violating CDC guidance. Usually when doctors do that, they get deplatformed. Remember the doctors who who had that press conference in front of the Supreme Court? They got their entire website taken down people got fired from their jobs for going against the CDC. Now we're told that the physician in the house of representatives is defying CDC guidance. And Pelosi's answer is, I I know a lot of things. I know a lot of things. That's why she is doing this. Now, Trump has, has said some doozies over the years. Like one of them, uh, one of my favorite ones is, is I know a lot of words. I know the best words. This was up, at at that level i know a lot of things therefore we are disregarding (laughs) the entire scientific community because we know a lot of things well one of the things that nancy pelosi said was that she didn't want people breathing in her face and she didn't trust them and the honor system wasn't good enough so you would think that everywhere pelosi would go where she would ever come into contact with anyone else's stinky breath should probably wear a mask, or at least encourage them to wear a mask as well. Yeah, not so much. Here's a scene from the White House just yesterday. Let's go ahead and play cut number three. No mask on Pelosi. People breathing in her face. Wow. Wow. I mean, this is all fake. It's all fake. Oh, we're not gonna wear. You have to wear. I don't want people breathing on my face. And there, right after she says that, she goes to the White House and has people breathing on her face. It's incredible. It, and then she fines Republicans so Democrats can gather in a room. She can be she can be hugging Merrick Garland without a mask on. But if a Republican steps foot on the House floor without a mask on, they get fined five hundred dollars. Again, I asked my mom if there was a word for this, and she told me sh- there is. It's hypocrisy. And No, I didn't actually call my mom. That's a reference to that video we played of the kid chastising, chastising his <laughs> school board. What do you think of this? This is Open Line Friday, people. 888 is our number. Joe is MIA trying to get, um, get him to give me an ETA. He says, checking now. But until then, it's open lines. 888 441 1121 Now Pelosi says it's too dangerous to be on the house floor. I don't I don't I wouldn't consider the house floor to be a dangerous place. But if I was hiking, yeah, that's a dangerous place. And you're talking about the wilderness? The wilderness is dangerous. Yeah. To, to borrow that line from the movie, the hit movie up, the wilderness must be explored. Yes, but you have to do so safely. That's why we are proud to have Air Med Care Network as a sponsor of the show. If disaster strikes and you need to be airlifted to a hospital, do you know how much that's going to cost you? A lot. People have been telling us all week $20,000, $30,000, $45,000, dollars for a short medical transportation flight through the air. I get it. When disaster strikes, you care the most about your own health and well-being. But when everything is settled, you're going to care about those bills. You don't have to have those bills. For as low as $85 a year, your entire household can be covered with AirMed Care Network. If disaster strikes and you need to be airlifted, as long as you use an AMCM provider, you will not pay a a penny if you are covered. And AMCM providers are called on to transport more than 100,000 patients a year. And I say as, as low as $85 a year, it's actually technically lower. If you buy the three year or the five year package, it's lower. Um, so it, it, it's, it's less per year if you buy more years at once. So we want to help you get the coverage you need because, listen, if you spend a lot of time outdoors or if you live in a remote area or if you just live in the suburbs, I've talked to people who live in the suburbs and had to pay through the nose just to have an, an air medical transport flight from town to town. This is really the kind of coverage that you should not go without. So go to www.airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And if you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back. It's free money, up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on what plan you buy. So again, really important coverage. Everyone should have it. Go to www.airmacarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. So we don't have Joe. Joe is MIA. I just texted him back, dot, 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 asking. But we do have Joe's daughter. Micah, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Good. You are a. I you guys a
3: hard Go... time for losing my dad. Well, I I,
0: I can't have lost him because I never found him. I haven't seen him yet. <laughs> oh. But but you know, you know you know Joe, you know Joe. He sometimes is on his own timetable. I'll blame the time difference. He jumped ahead in in time zones. I'll blame. I I think we can just say that's what did it. It's
3: true. But he's also on Joe time, so actually. Yeah, it, w-
0: it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be Joe if he wasn't fashionably late. Um, so what, what do you want to talk about while we have you on?
3: Oh, Lord, everything you've covered. The fact that they want to say that the machines are insecure, I don't know why they wouldn't say the code is insecure because that's also contaminated. The auditors have seen it, so yeah, let's just throw out Dominion.
0: Well, yeah, the, the code, is, the, the machine is insecure once the auditors touch it, just touch it. But when they don't touch it, we're, we're told it's not insecure. Uh, it, none of it makes, none of it's, none of it's real. They're just making this up as they go along. This is projection, right? This is something Democrats love to do. Whatever you accuse them of doing, they just accuse you of doing it right back. And the media only seems to take their side. It's, uh, yeah, so... I mean, I, I understand the notion that if, if a machine is tampered with, then it shouldn't be used. But to say that it's been tampered with, it shouldn't be used, and ignore the other vulnerabilities that have prompted the audit, um, it, it's disgusting. But, hey, it's par for the course with the media.
3: Yeah, and I mean, the fact that the auditors have actually looked at the code, if they know the vulnerabilities, if they're saying the auditors are incapable of maintaining that integrity... They can't maintain the vulnerabilities
0: either. So Yeah. The
3: code itself would yeah. also be compromised.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, I so. mean they're also trying to say this in Michigan because Matt DiPerno and his group were able to get into the code base and learn how to manipulate votes, they're saying that that itself, just that knowledge, could make it could could make it vulnerable. Well, no, it's it's already vulnerable, right? <laughs> if it's it's either vulnerable or not vulnerable. If 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 it's not vulnerable the way that they've led us to believe for the past what, half a year. They say it's the most secure election ever. Then it shouldn't matter if someone gets into the code base. It shouldn't matter if someone opens up the uh, the tower and, and looks at the actual hardware itself. That shouldn't matter. It's either, it's either secure or it's not. It's either safe or it's not. And they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to say it was the most secure election ever, but also say the minute someone put their pinky finger on the machine, it was compromised. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, and
3: the fact remains that no machine is secure like if yeah. it's powered Anything...
0: on there's a way to hack it. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I usually just say if it can connect to the internet it can be hacked, but we've seen hacking done through like electrical wires. So even if a machine oh, yeah. isn't on the internet, just being plugged in could be enough to to get into the machine. Yeah, now there's no such there thing are, as a totally yeah, secure machine. Vulnerabilities. And I mean, it's possible to make it very hard. It's possible to make it so hard that it would take you years using even a supercomputer to hack into really, really secure systems. But we don't have that. I mean, you look at the election machines that Dominion puts out, they are pretty much just a scanner and a tablet connected through their own interface, <laughs> right? We're not talking about the machines that, that keep Fort Knox secure. These are glorified tablets with a little curtain around it. <laughs> not very yeah, and I
3: mean the fact that the clear ballot system was what 10% of the code base of the Dominion yeah I mean that's yeah. what it should be the more code there is the more attack surface there is
0: oh yeah the, the more the more lines of code the, the easier it is to hide something in there and people not find it and that might seem like it's not true but it is if you have if you have code that's a few thousand lines and you have code that's a million lines yeah, you can you can hide something in any of those lines of code, and and maybe it won't get found, right? Maybe it gets found. Who knows? Um, but yeah, no, you're you're right. The the code base itself, if it's not written well, if it's not written correctly, if it's not written from a standpoint of wanting to make it as compact as possible, then yeah, that that is itself is also a vulnerability.
3: Yeah, and I mean, I was reading that the fact Dominion is using third party tools in their code you're even expanding it more. So that means if you can get into a third party vendor, you can also get into their system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We we, it, we covered so that so we covered that on the show a while ago. I forget the organization. Maybe I'll I'll find it during the break. But there was an organization that was like powered by Dominion. And it, it, it they literally when it came out that they were using Dominion's code base or they had a backdoor into the code base, they literally deleted the Dominion logo off of their login page. Or they delete one of the logos off of their login page, but you could still go in and inspect the elements and find where it used to be. Yeah, no, it, it's the, the use of third-party systems. Um, it, obvious, obviously, these are vulnerabilities, and l- at least let's have them be honest with the American people. I, I, understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to instill confidence in a machine, but there is no such thing as having confidence in one of these machines. Like they, they, you cannot secure. It. I mean, you could, I guess, technically. But no one's going to do it because it would cost too much. Um, You're not going to be able to get a a turnkey system like the ones that they have and truly have them secure. Uh Uh-oh, you're getting hacked? Oh, no. That's (laughs) my media invite telling
3: me I have to
0: get back to work. Oh, okay. All right, well, we'll let you get back to work. And uh, I appreciate the call. And if you can put out some good vibes for Joe to find his way over here, greatly appreciate it.
3: I'll do my best.
0: (laughs) All right, thank you so so much for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. You too. Yeah. So she uh she has a more of a technological background than I do, but she's absolutely correct. If if you can plug a machine in, not even just connect to the internet, if you can if you plug into an outlet, it can be hacked through the outlet. Yeah, it's crazy, right? But you can't. Anything that's powered on can be hacked, can be manipulated, and they're trying to i mean maybe they think we're stupid maybe they think we're not smart enough to see through it but it can be hacked and it's relatively easy it really is relatively easy to hack these machines so what else we got um we've got through most of the stuff i was preparing so hoping joe would be here by now let's give out some more lemons while we're waiting for joe um i have a feeling joe is like up in hill country 45 minutes away. <laughs> that that's what I think. So, make sure you call in Let, let's let's make this a lively show. Um call in 888-441-1121. Did you see that in the house Republicans put out um their report saying that there is now more subst- circumstantial evidence than ever that COVID-19 was manufactured in a lab. That was grown and and uh mutated in a lab environment. And everyone's quick to jump down their throat, saying, no, that's already been fact checked. That's already been fact checked. Well, yeah, it was fact checked. And the fact checkers have rolled back their fact check. Go ahead. Let's put up image number four, Mr. Producer. This is uh, from PolitiFact. Do we have that Mr. Producer, image four? It's in the email. Yeah, there we go. Archive fact check. Tucker Carlson guests airs debunked conspiracy theory that COVID-19 was created in a lab. Well, they said it was debunked when it happened, but now you'll find that there's an editor's note dated May 17th, 2021. And it says, when this fact check was first published in September, 2020, PolitiFact sources included researchers who asserted the SARS-CoV-2 virus could not have been manipulated. That assertion is now more widely disputed. For that reason, we are removing this fact check from our database. Huh. Hey, at least there's some honesty there. At least there's some honesty that they're taking it down. But it calls into question the whole concept of a fact check anyway. When you have something that is so rapidly changing, such as the investigation to where COVID-19 came from, and you have these fact checkers who themselves are journalists, but they're relying on researchers and experts that they choose. So it's selectively choosing source material to, to pull from. And then they're trying to basically set in stone something that is evolving, is changing re- relatively rapidly. They're able to create the narrative and then, then just walk it back. And Zach says, yeah, the damage are, has already been done. It's true. A lie can get around the world faster before the truth even has a chance to put on its boots. And you always see, the, more people always see the misleading headline and very few ever see the retraction. And you notice they've archived this So instead of leaving it front and center so that when people type in COVID-19, this comes up in their search bar, this has been archived. It's been removed from their database. So they added added an editor's note and then did exactly what they need to do to make sure no one sees it. (laughs) Pretty funny, right? Pretty funny. We we had a fact check. We got fact checked once on this. I I put in a a challenge for YouTube. I I mentioned this to you guys earlier in the week. They had suspended our account. They had hit, hit us with a strike because we had a video talking about Rand Paul going at it with Fauci over the fact that vaccinated people do not need to wear a mask. And we basically said everything I said in that episode, you could have pulled it right from the CDC's guidance, right? It's the idea that if you are vaccinated, you do not need to wear a mask. What, 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 what's the deal? Well, they had said that that was medical misinformation. I challenged it. I put in an appeal and I said, well, it can't be medical misinformation. The CDC has revised the guidance. So I was actually correct. You were wrong. Please reinstate this video. They took it the whole week and they finally just got back to me and says, no, it, we still think it's medical misinformation. So even though everything in that video was accurate and everything in that video has now been supported by CDC guidance, YouTube still says it is medical misinformation. Well, I don't, I, I guess now they're going by the WHO. They, they change every time that they don't like what the medical guidance actually says, they change. Pretty incredible. So we're going to take a really quick break. And when we get back, we're going to bring on Rob. He's going to be on the air, but we're going to get to him after the break. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
1: Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country Only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back. With your host, Max McGuire.